Welcome to the Real Life Group's Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. Well, I'm your host, Chris Short, and in this episode, we get the opportunity to sit with Evan Meske and Corey Spear, both guys who have been on staff at Real Life for years, helping lead and oversee uh, small groups, discipleship, men's ministry, a variety of different things. And this episode, we are talking about over-talkers and under-talkers, I'm sure a topic that none of you have ever struggled with in your groups. And so let's start with this question for both of you. As you started in a small group. Tell us about your first small group experience at Real Life. We came to Real Life and we kept hearing, you should get in a small group, get in a small group, get in a small group. So we thought, okay, we'll get in a small group. And we showed up to our first small group and it was dimly lit. There, there was, we didn't even know if we were at the right house. We went in and it was not the best experience. I think the people mm. loved Jesus. They were nice, but they weren't the people I wanted to spend every Wednesday night with. And so we left. And honestly, we might not have gotten plugged into another small group uh, if we hadn't gotten a personal invite from uh, a guy here. Mm. And I'm telling you, once we got into that group, we met our people Love and it, it was life changing. So cool. Love that. So we started with a really high bar and then through a relationship, someone invited you and you got to see what it really looks like, right? Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. good. How about you, Corey? Yeah. So it took Melissa and I a little bit uh, to get connected in the life group. We got baptized uh, and about a year later, we finally took that step to get connected into a group. And I remember... um, it was a big risk for me and Melissa to walk up to that door, not knowing who was behind it. And we did. And, uh, you know, the, we had a great experience. We had some amazing folks that were so welcoming. Uh, I got to say, I was super intimidated when mm. I was in that environment because we had just gave our life to Jesus. We didn't know anything about following Jesus at this point. And as people would share, man, they were they were digging mm. into God's word, his truth. And I felt like, wow, I'm around a bunch of spiritual giants here. I don't know that I, I can fit in because I just can't participate. Mm. So I was one of those under talkers for a significant yep. amount of time. Yeah. You know, what's unique about both your stories is you guys came in and you brought in just totally different backgrounds. And you came into a group of people who all had totally different backgrounds. And so as we, as we kind of move into this topic of over-talkers, under-talkers, let's just start with this. Is that a issue in our groups? Is that something that we have to coach people on? Just is that like, is that a normal problem or is that kind of a outlier problem? Oh, it's absolutely a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. a problem. We have a group of people with a limited time frame. Yep. If our goal is to help people grow in spiritual maturity yep. in relationship, we have to get to know them in order to meet them where they are so that we can then help them to grow. Yeah. And the only way to get to know them is through them talking. That's yep. right. And to try to manage that hour, hour and a half time frame so that I can get 12 people to share in an appropriate amount of time when we have the under talkers who I'm trying to drag that out of them and we have the over talkers who will take the entire time if we let them. Yeah, it's... 
it's definitely an issue that we have to solve as intentional leaders. Yeah, and every single person that's coming to that group brings a whole different background that they're used to. They do. Family structure, what they expect from a group, right? So that you're saying that is something you've noticed. Significant, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, it seems like uh, I've experienced more over-talkers than under-talkers. Um, but, yeah, again... This is just one of those areas that uh, it's going to help equip our people if we can give them some helpful t tips and tools yep. to be able to facilitate as a more better leader. Yep. So let's talk about why this is a problem in the first place. Why can't we, uh, we have a small group, we want it to be relational, we're just chatting and talking. Uh, why can't we just let people be themselves? Like why can't they just um, kind of, you know, we just have a conversation like we normally do if we had someone over for dinner. We don't have guardrails on those conversations. Why would that be different for a small group? Yeah, I think we have to have a structure so people can actually feel safe in an environment. You know, when we're building relationship with a new group or an existing group, it's so important to know our people's story. That's the purpose of a life group, right, is to grow in our spiritual maturity in relationship. So it's important for us to understand why we do the things that we do, mm -hmm. why an under-talker stays silent, why an over-talker feels like they have to continue to communicate. So what tips would you give a leader to help manage this tension? Uh, let's start with you, Corey. What are some things that you would kind of give a small group leader? What are, what, what's advice you've given small group leaders over the years on this topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I think setting a culture, right, of, of a good, healthy yeah. guidelines to set a safe environment for people where they can connect and grow in, in relationship. Um, I think it's a healthy thing to do on the front end of life group. It's a, it's a healthy thing mm -hmm. that you can revisit as, as you have new group members come into that. You know, the, the purpose is for them to feel safe. The group guidelines aren't something that's just structured to go through some kind of a legalistic, this is what you do and what you don't. The heart of that is so that they can actually feel comfortable, they can feel like they can share, that they can feel like they're a part of a spiritual family. So setting those guidelines in that is, is an essential so thing. So you're saying just starting well is a big part of this whole yeah, conversation. If, right. we, if we get clear on the front, then we don't have to slap their hand later yeah. and go, hey, you didn't do it right. We can say, here's kind of the best way. Here's how we kind of we want group to go. It yeah. isn't quite the same as just coming over for dinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Evan said that that if everybody had an opportunity uh, an opportunity to share for just a couple minutes, and you have a a life group on an average of twelve to fourteen people, you you have to yep. you have to you know give everybody an opportunity in that environment. Love it. You know, I would say that uh, at one point as a small group leader, you will have to do some confrontation. Hmm. Um, some of those would be inside the group environment, and some of those may be an outside the group environment conversation. You know, example would be if you are, 
if you're asking open-ended questions to the whole life group and you have that consistent person that's speaking in and you were really hoping that Charles would share something, uh, but Evan's over here, mm. you know, speaking into everything that we have, I think to gently help Evan say, hey, Ev, I, I really appreciate and value what you have to say, but I haven't had an opportunity to hear what Charles has to say. That's really good. And I just love hearing what she has to say because what comes out of her mouth yep. is just special. Yep. So that's, that's just an example that you can do. Mm. I think if it continues to have that outside conversation, again, remembering that we all have a story and there might be some motive or reason why they continue yeah. to talk outside that, you know. So yeah. be gentle. That's good. Speak that truth, but always have the grace with it. Love that. Corey's really good at that. He never devalues someone to try to get them to stop talking. He values someone else yep. so mm -hmm. that it will get them That's to then so value helpful. someone else. Yeah, it's a great tactic. Love that. So, Evan, what are some thoughts that you would have in your coaching, leading small group leaders within this area? What are things that you've given advice on over the years? Well, if you know who the overtalkers and undertalkers are, so you've had group for at least a few weeks, and you think, well, I kind of got an idea of where they are. Now, eye contact from the leader mm. gives permission to speak. So that's knowing really that, when I look around the room, when I make eye contact, that's when people talk. And so if I have an overtalker, I'm going to do my best to sit right next to them. I can limit my eye contact with that person. I don't really have to make That's eye great. contact with them at all. Yeah. And if I can get the undertalker to sit right across from me, I will make eye contact with them more often than anyone else. And if I see that little glimmer in their eye, like they have something to say, yeah. that's yep. going to cue me into just to pause and to listen. Love that. So That's it's good. even functionally just how you engage the room of people can help. Yes, absolutely. Because you get that over talker sitting right across from you and you're trying to skim across the eye contact, they will pick it up and start in. Love that. And remember the, we, we were talking about this, the people mm. that are under talkers, over talkers, they're not the problem that we're trying to solve. Yeah. They're actually the goal. They're actually who we're trying to reach, who we're trying to help grow. The problem we're trying to solve is intentional leadership. How do I take a group full of people and give them opportunity to share with me and with one another so that we as a group can know where people are at so that we can meet them there and then help them to grow? That's such a great reminder because we can look at people sometimes, especially if it is a difficult group where you have someone that's never talking and you have someone that maybe won't stop talking and just real in a group, that we can see that as the main problem and that's not the main problem. Certainly right. we have to learn how to function, but the goal is to help them engage with the Holy Spirit in their life. That's right. You know, those over talkers, here's what I think they need. They need someone to just listen them out. And good, your yeah. small group is not the greatest place for that. Hmm. So as a leader, if you have an over talker, maybe no one has ever taken the time just to hear their story, to hear yeah. them out. And I would recommend take them out to lunch and just commit as much time. Like we're going to spend two hours and I'm just going to hear you out and I'm going to keep asking questions and I'm going to keep being curious. And once you do that and they feel heard, I guarantee at the next environment, mm -hmm. they're not going to be as disruptive and as uh, yep. over, over talk as much. That's great. 
It's really good. Yeah, and as far as under talkers, to draw out the under talkers, again, I'm going to hopefully uh, sit right across from them. And we had a gal in our group, we'll call her Lisa, and she came to our group. She was newer to the church, newer to the uh, to our group, and I would typically ask a question, and at least one of the questions, I'm going to go all the way around the room to give everyone an opportunity to speak. I think, personally, it's a fail if everyone in the group at least doesn't have opportunity to share a yeah. little bit of themselves sure. in that evening. And so I would come come across to Lisa, and I would look her in the eye, and she would shake her head, no, <laughs> no. And i just wait for it, wait for it. And then she'd wave me off, and I'd say, okay, we'll come back to you. And then I'd go around the room, and then I'd always come back to her, and she would shake me off again. Nope, not ready. I'm like, okay. But I was very purposeful to pause, and everyone is giving her the floor, the full attention. And for, I think, six weeks, we played that same game. And But I always wanted to value her enough to give her opportunity if she wanted to share. And so it was, you know, week six, seven, eight, whatever it was. And I look Lisa in the eye, I say, Lisa, how about you? And she paused for a moment. And I thought she was going to shake me off again. And she said, this is the stuff I said I would never talk about, but here I go. And she shared a really deep part of her story that she didn't really want to share with anyone and didn't want to dredge that back up in her life. And it set her free from then on. Lisa shared every single week mm. in small group, and she was a great addition to our group, but it took a while just to give her opportunity until she felt safe enough and valued in the moment that she would be willing to share her story. Yeah, that is powerful. And it's just thinking of the culture that you created over time that created a safe place where she could do that. And, and that is what we see as that goal of our groups is That's to right. grow in spiritual maturity in relationship that we're making disciples, that that takes time, that Jesus modeled that. It took time for him to get to the heart of issues. So as we look at what do we do with this, um, what are some things that you would uh, kind of point leaders to, to grow in this area? What are some next steps that you would challenge leaders to think about? Um, so Corey, we'll kind of start with you. What are some things that you would give leaders as a next step? Yeah, I would... Uh, I- I would lean on your pastor. I would lean on the coaches that you have in place for facilitation abilities and tips. I think it's important to, um, as uncomfortable as it is, uh, start practicing those awkward moments of having those conversations because the more you have the ability to gently confront, the better leader you're going to become. You know, it's going to feel awkward. You're going to probably mess up and you have to experience humility and go back and apologize many times. But the more you do it, the better you become at conflict resolution and your ability to facilitate a small group. Yeah, that's super wise. And that's just stepping into what it means to be an intentional leader. It is. Trusting yep. that um, the hard work is is worth it. It is. Yep. Yeah, it is. And Corey's done this wrong so many times yeah, totally. and in so many ways yeah, he's learned that mm-hmm. i've gotten really good yeah, at if conflict you, if you can just weed out all of the things that Corey's done poorly yeah. you will find how to do it well mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's really good. That's good. That's a safe group that we've just created yeah. here. And if you have issues with over talkers, under talkers, you're going to end up having the hard conversation at some point anyway. And it just gets harder and more awkward the longer you wait. So have that conversation Mm. right up front. Uh, Yep. You might have to clean up a little bit of mess from that, but it's going to be better. I promise than waiting, waiting, hoping it's going to solve itself. And it never does. Yeah, which is true of pretty much all conflict, right? Right, which exactly. Which we will, we will talk about in a coming episode, by the way, is conflict, conflict resolution, the inevitable part of our groups. But that's a great reminder. Appreciate that. I was talking about eye contact. Now, mm-hmm. When you have an overtalker and they're trying to interrupt... Now, remember, eye contact from the leader gives permission to speak. So I'm focused in on someone, and I'm trying to let them finish or trying to draw them out. And if I have someone over to the side start to pipe in, the trick is do not break eye contact with the person you're focused on. That's good. The second you break eye contact and go to the person who's interrupting, you've lost the person you were trying to draw out. So be diligent about maintaining eye contact. And I've even literally put my hand up toward that person. Yeah, that's good. To, in a stop <laughs> mode and said, wait, I'm not sure that Lisa was finished yet. Lisa, if, but if I break eye contact with her, yep. she's going to shut down and be to done. To respect right. the person that's talking. That's and again, so, good. so right. many people come into a group without that kind of respect and boundaries of relational environments. And that's just what is difficult. Uh, we all bring in different perspectives, yep. and this has been super helpful. Anything else you would add just as tips and, and as you look ahead, what are next steps that a leader could consider? Well, Corey was talking about the guidelines up front. And for the, for the guidelines, when you're setting that up, I've, at least what I've learned, for the women in my group, if I can, when I talk about over-talkers, under-talkers, and the, I can talk about valuing people. And for the men, I'm going to lean on respect. Like we're going to respect one another. So if I can use yeah. both of those, because they speak to the genders a little bit differently. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things that we do as a group when we when we start out for the season or we have new couples coming into that is we'll spend an evening on the guidelines itself just so that yep. they can have the heart and the purpose yep. of it. And yep. I really think that sets the tone of feeling like they're a part of a spiritual family that's safe. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart of it. You know, it's we want it, we want people to understand that we're we're on a journey mm-hmm. and on the journey there yep. are things that we've got to work through. Yep. It's every road trip's not easy, right? We've got to help uh, on this same path that we're on. How about uh, equipping and training for leaders? Um, I know each campus that we have has different platforms mm-hmm. for that, but uh, would you recommend that? What do, what do we have uh, that we would point people towards in terms of trainings? Yeah, so our, our campus, we're doing a, a, a training on small groups every single month now. Um, we've broadened that out to where we're inviting in youth ministry, so youth group uh, leaders, uh, middle school leaders, uh, celebrate recovery leaders. Uh, we're just inviting them in to learn these helpful hint, uh, tips on learning how to be a better intentional small group leader. That's really good. And so if you didn't know, Corey is with our North Campus. And so that's one of the tools that we have for our North Campus. Um, Evan, tell us about for Post Falls Campus. And again, every campus has different pieces that we have. But tell us about Post Falls Campus. Right. We've got our initial 
class, which is how to lead a great small group. And then our second one gets into more of the discipleship, but the discipleship piece, the discipleship piece isn't going to matter if people don't keep coming to your small group. So Mm -hmm. you've got to lead a great small group to earn the right to actually get into these people's lives. So how to lead a great small group. uh, And that's not just for leaders or even uh, if you think ever, maybe someday I could possibly lead a group. Or if you're a leader and listening to this and there's someone in your group that you think, boy, they could maybe someday with a lot of training and a Mm -hmm. whole lot of whatever, uh, invite them to how to lead a great small group. There's no commitment to coming to that class. They're not committing to be a leader. The worst case, they're going to be a very informed Mm. small group member, and we would love to have them at that class. So as we kind of wrap up, any other thoughts that you guys have on this topic? When it comes to over talkers, one tactic I've used is to give them a role. And most of the time, if people don't know what their role is, they will assign themselves one typically one you don't want them to have. And so I will give them a role, hopefully to counteract mm. the, the behavior I'm trying to help. And so for an overtalker, for instance, I might say, hey, Corey, tonight at group, would you do me a favor and help me to listen? And mm. I'm really curious about Tom over here, mm-hmm. and I want to draw him out to really feel out where he's, cause, so could you be really intentional about helping me listen? And if they're focused on listening, they're probably not going to talk good. so much. Really good. Yeah, that's really good. You uh, Earlier we had talked about uh, just having that next step for somebody. You, you, when you make that eye contact, you don't want to break that eye contact with that individual. If you have somebody that kind of starts to speak and you put the hand up and say, hold on, I really want to hear what so-and-so has to say. If you can be intentional about having a next question in your mind before that person finishes their thought Mm -hmm. so that you can direct another question towards somebody else, that's And sometimes people don't talk because they don't know what to say. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's on us as leaders. And we're going to have another episode on asking good questions, because if you ask a terrible question and people don't know what the guardrails are on this Mm -hmm. conversation at all, you can try all the tricks you want to draw them out, but they don't know if they're even in the right lane. Well, I want to thank you guys. This has been just an awesome conversation and you guys bring so much, uh, so much awesome tips and tools. And I know this will help uh, leaders in their groups for months and years to come to facilitate great conversations as we help people grow in spiritual maturity. Um, again, thanks for, for joining us today. I want to thank you, the listener, uh, for being a part of the ministry that we have. Thanks for investing in leaders. Uh, I want to let you know a few things that you can stay connected with this podcast in the coming months. Uh, we have uh, shows that we'll be releasing, episodes. We'd love for you to subscribe to be able to follow what's coming out. We also have show notes and links to things like the guidelines and classes. Uh, be great tools for you to be able to stay connected. So yeah, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening, watching to, and be on the lookout for future episodes. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org.